there and welcome to Sessions, a podcast presented by Matt Black, the creators behind the Shapeshift Report. Uh, I'm Micah Haycoop, the Director of Strategy and Culture at Matt Black, and I'm here with one of my favorite people, Matt Clough, who is, I have listed as a perpetual founder, but we can say the founder of Stone and Cloth, also a new Project Jonesy that I'm so stoked about. Thank you for being here. Happy to be here. Awesome. Okay, so before we dive into the big discussion, we're going to talk a lot about Jonesy and the new stuff you're working on. We do a couple quick-fire questions so people can get to know you. What is the last book you read? Uh, Switch by Dan and Chip Heath. Okay, what's yeah. it about? Uh, it's about uh, human behavior, and it's about uh, how to make changes when change is hard. So it's um, – and that, that can be applied to a lot of different things. Right now, I think it's really effective for me that I read it in terms of marketing and, mm-hmm. like, how people are motivated and, like, what t- what type of marketing message you can put out there to motivate people to take action. Um, but it's also just, like, all about habits and why we do the things we do. Wow. You recommend it? I would highly recommend it. Good. Um, your comfort meal. Yeah. You're feeling down. What do you need to eat? Um, I would say if I'm in Los Angeles, uh, I would go to Cafe Gratitude and get the – uh, tempeh Caesar wrap. Um, if I'm in Detroit, I would probably go to either Red Coat Tavern and get a burger or Hunter House and get sliders. So Detroit burger, either burgers. big burgers or little burgers. Yes. But either way. Okay, last, go to karaoke song if you have one. Yeah, um, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good, I did karaoke like two weeks ago. And I started with um, Build Me Up Buttercup because that's what the room, you know, yes. I felt it out. And yes. then I did a complete disservice to Bruce Springsteen by making a mockery of Thunder Road. Hey, you know a what? A mockery. And that's, I feel like that's what karaoke is all about. It's just yeah. like, you know, embarrass yeah. yourself and disrespect the artist. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a perfect situation, you, know? you can do both at the same yes. time. Yeah. But I, I, I wish I didn't realize I was embarrassing myself. But as hey. soon as, like, the first two lines were out, I was like, oh, no. You were like, this I is can't be... sing like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, this is going to be a painful three minutes. Yeah, there's a certain blue-collar grit to his voice that I, I could not achieve. Right. That's, and that's why I try to stick to my stick to my lane and just do Mo, mo Money, Mo Problems. <laughs> because there was a time in middle school <laughs> when there was, like, that single came out. Yeah. And my brother and I would listen to that on repeat, and we would probably listen to it like 60, 60 times a day. And it's like just one of those th- songs that like whenever it comes on, I'm just like, bam, like, let's go. So you have all the words to Mo Money, Mo Problem. Could you do I mean, sans, the Sans teleprompter? Or? Um, no, I couldn't. No. Okay. No. But, but I couldn't do any of it except the chorus, so <laughs> respect. But we digress. Tell us like – okay, tell us a little bit about – Jonesy, which is a new project you started. Yeah. But I'm really stoked on. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jonesy is a peer-to-peer platform. It allows you to rent anything from anyone uh, in your area. It also allows you to list the things that you own that are sitting in storage, sitting in your basement, sitting in your living room more often than you're using them, uh, but you don't necessarily want to get rid of them. So it's essentially a platform that allows people to turn the stuff that they own into a side business uh, and make money by renting it out to people in your area. Uh, and it also allows people to uh, live more by uh, gaining access to things that they otherwise might not have access to or might not want to purchase because they know they're just going to use it once or twice in a year. Um, and that's about it. And would you come – like what drove the, the concept for it? Because I feel like it's, 
it makes so much sense. Yeah. And I really like ideas like this. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I want a kayak once a year. Totally. But I'm not going to buy a kayak. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So explain, like, was there a moment when you're like, oh, it would be great if there was a. Yeah. yeah. So my buddy, my best friend, Lenny, we've been best friends since, since sixth grade, really smart, creative dude. And he just called me one day. It was the first nice day in Michigan. And it was basically like goes back to what we were talking about yesterday, which is like scratching your own itch. He calls me and he's like, I really wanted to go for a bike ride today because it was like the first nice day in Detroit. And he didn't have a bike. He didn't want to buy one because they're really expensive and he knew he wasn't going to use it like at all after that day. You know, he just knows that about himself. Um, and uh, he didn't want to go down to Belle Isle in Detroit to rent one because he just wanted to go for a bike ride in his area. Um, and then he called me and he was like, what if we could just rent stuff from our neighbor? Because he saw one, saw someone in his neighborhood riding a bike. And he was like, what if I could just rent, an, you know, that bike from this guy? It would be so convenient, so easy. I would be saving money. I would be making, he would be making in the process as making money in the process as well, like this just seems like a win-win situation. He told me that. We started digging in. We couldn't find any platforms um, that were like really – that had scaled this idea. And we were like, let's go. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Is he working on it now with you or did he – Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, him and I essentially started it and that from that day, literally – I just thought it was such a smart, such a brilliant idea. So I sort of put on my hat of like, you know, we've been launching different campaigns for Stone and Cloth Mm -hmm. for so many seasons. I was like, well, how can we kind of launch like a micro campaign and just get this out to people? So I literally just went on Squarespace and that day, like put a landing page together with like just very simple marketing. It said like rent anything from anyone in your area. We like pulled like a, (laughs) we pulled an image from Google. It was just like of a neatly organized garage. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And, and uh, we just posted on social media and like we hadn't built the technology. We hadn't talked to anyone about it. And the response was just so positive yeah. that we were like, okay, I think we have something here. Like it sounds like, you know, our audience, our friends, our community wants this as badly as we do. Let's build the technology. And that's, that's how it all started. And how long ago is that now? That was four months ago. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And you, so you mentioned stone and cloth. Yeah. If it, so if anyone Googles you right now, I think m- majority, they would see a ton of stone and cloth stuff. So sure. let's go a little bit back to like, the origin story, totally. and if you can talk a little bit about stone and cloth, yeah. I don't spend too much time, but that, sure. and then how kind of you transitioned out of that into what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. I, that's that's definitely an interesting topic, just in terms of the transition too, um, and I'm excited to talk about. It. So, just in terms of to get to the first point of the origin story of stone and cloth, um, I. Uh, I was very inspired by just the outdoors in college. I had the opportunity to go to Africa to climb Kilimanjaro uh, when I was 22 years old. Uh, It was my first time in Africa, um, and it really just woke me up to how blessed and how lucky I've been to grow up in America and not necessarily have to worry about whether I'm going to school, but thinking about like where I want to go go to school, always having food on the table, always having, having these basic needs met, and understanding that in other countries it's not always that way. And I wanted to sort of just like champion the experience that I had and also the people that I met because the porters that were helping me climb this mountain were literally like the most charismatic, loving, caring people I have ever met and learned that like the one thing that they were struggling with was putting their children through school. So I came home and just like was just wrestling with it, couldn't get it out of my head, went to school for design. I was like, why don't I design a backpack that represents education? sell these backpacks, and we'll help provide scholarships for students in the foothills of Kilimanjaro. And then what were the successes? Like, it it grew. I I feel like it it, it really well. I mean, you and I know each other 
from time spent at Tom's, totally. which you you never worked at Tom's fully. You were an right. intern at Tom's, Correct. and I I totally had that backstory wrong for a yeah. while. I was oh, like, really? yeah, we worked together for a year. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it blends together. Right. Totally. Um, but. It seemed from the outside like you guys were in Nordstrom, you right. guys were in shops around, you were totally. doing collaborations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and to your point, yes, we did all that. Uh, we we were able to get into Nordstrom. We were in over 150 boutiques across the U.S. and Canada. We did a like Made in America collaboration with Target in 2015. Um, you know, then we started opening up channels internationally, um, uh, which is now our our largest market of of Japan. Um, and those markets just sort of grew organically uh, and then had some like really interesting, cool partnerships, like one with Samsung where they're sort of using stone and cloth and, and myself as the poster child. It's like, hey, I use this phone, this technology to help fuel my business, et cetera. Uh, and all of those things that we were able to do in terms of those partnerships and partnering with these larger, more established corporations was really helpful in terms of building momentum. And I didn't realize it going in when I first started the, the company, but like all of these larger businesses are looking for interesting ways to partner with the little guys. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yes, like th- these large corporations should be paying us to be a part of their next campaign yeah. because we make them more interesting and more yeah. authentic and all this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we were able to find success in, in, in quite a few different ways. Didn't you do like a Toyota or like a Scion, Scion. commercial? Yeah, yeah. We were, Scion. Also, we were also in a, in a Scion commercial that yeah. aired on national television. It was like, you know, and then like those Scion commercials were even in like – uh, the commercials for the playoffs for baseball and, you know, it was like the reach was was pretty great. And then they did like additional um, marketing on YouTube and it was basically just a series where they were asking me questions about how to make an impact and, um, you know, how to take an idea and bring it to life because the, the Scion's core customer is really sort of this up-and-coming creative um, and they were sort of positioning me as this like creative that had figured it out. Um, and, and I was just sort of like trying my best to, trying. <laughs> to share insights as to, as to how to get that done. Uh, that was at the intro to the video. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm yeah, trying, I am my, trying best. my best to – yeah. We've talked about that a lot recently at Matt Black actually. The idea that partnership is, is reach borrowing authenticity. Mm. Like those are the two pieces that are brought to the table. Right. And, and right, so if you're a brand that has a lot of authenticity but no reach, you're looking to partner with people who can provide you the reach. Or if you're a target – you, this big corporation, you're right. assigned, you're whatever, you need to, and like you're saying, people should pay us for this. Like, yeah, they, you cultivated authenticity and some type of, you know, believability in what you do. Totally. And they're going to come borrow that from you, right? Because you can 100%. always pay for reach, but it's hard to pay for authenticity totally. outside of that. Totally. But yeah. So, at, so that's what you're doing at its peak. And then what yeah. was the inspiration or the impetus you you then transitioned yeah. um to a little bit lighter touch in the business totally. obviously it's still going yeah. but what was it that made you want to take on a new challenge yeah so i mean that's such an interesting question i think the biggest thing was i i really like in, in terms of who i am as a person and like in my you know um when i'm like thinking when I'm on my own, when I'm thinking and asking myself this question, like, why am I here? What am I doing here? Our time on earth is so short. Like, what am I here for? It's always like the the one truth that I have is that I want to be building things that are valuable to the world. And with stone and cloth, I really felt like that was a, a great way to start that and to build those habits and to like, uh, you know, begin leading a team and figuring out how to bring a product to market and doing all these different things. The one disconnect that I had with with Stone and Cloth was that I felt like we were selling this product to consumers 
and using the money to then just write a check to these organizations that needed help. When I felt like I wanted to be there firsthand and I wanted to be building some sort of product, some sort of service, some sort of technology that was like directly influencing the customer that we were selling something to. And so I just felt like there was this disconnect and I, I just sort of like lost my passion for it. And I feel like through this process, just learned so much about business. And I, I just sort of like took some time off and reflected a lot and was like, you know what, this is a great business and there's a future for the business, but I want to move on and pursue other things that I think are going to be exponentially more powerful and more valuable to the world. Which brought us to, to Jonesy. Totally. Which, did you, was there any time off in between when you had transitioned out and starting Jonesy? Like, did you go like, yeah. find yourself for two months? Yo, yeah, 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 for sure. Anything I, fun? Or? Yeah, so it was more like I, I, you know, at the end of it, I, I was sort of at this point where I was just like super burnt out. I was working like 80 to 100 hours a week. For years. I was like, tr- yeah, I was like trying to raise money. I was trying to acquire more customers. We were, tr- we were just like, I was trying to do way too many things um, with not a ton of resources. Sources, and I uh, just got burnt out. So, like the one thing when I got burnt out, the one like instinct that I had, the one thing that I was craving was just like being with friends and family. So I literally just traveled around the U.S. and Canada and visited friends and family. So I went, I went to Virginia to see my pops. I went to Kentucky, uh, where my one of my best friends got married and stayed on the farm for a week. I went up to uh, Montreal and Toronto and Ottawa and saw a bunch of family. I'm Canadian. Saw a bunch of family. I was back in Detroit for quite a bit of it, which was like so beautiful and so fun just being with like all my best friends from, you know, dated back to high school. Flew out to San Francisco, saw some friends there. So yeah, I was sort of just like floating around with the intention of like trying to reconnect with people that, that I love and that love me. And also just like being very contemplative and reflective on like everything that I learned from Stone and Cloth and how I can take all that and apply it to my next project. Yeah. And it must have worked because now the way you're the way it sounds like you're going after Jonesy now, it seems like you have like you're refreshed. Hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. so you've been saying you know, we talked obviously before this um but you were saying like the idea that there's magic in there right now and mm-hmm. that's what it feels like can you just like yeah like capture that like what's it feel like with the startup and where are you guys at in the process of building the brand yeah yeah, yeah. so right now like um i think that we have one of like the part of our secret sauce with jonesy is really the team like we just have this dream team and every time that i'm in the room in literally in lenny's basement lenny was the guy that came up with the idea yeah. right so Jonesy HQ right now is his basement and he's like getting married in two weeks and his fiance <laughs> has been like so just hospitable and nice and like forgiving and and forgiving just, yes just like because we're we're in there literally from like 5 30 until midnight like every right because we're all working other jobs right now we're all doing other stuff uh and then we're we're there on weekends as well and it's like I don't think that Rachel Lenny's fiance ever could have like guess that we would be down there doing this like day in day out like weeks before the wedding right? yeah maybe like one or two days right like little thing yeah but i think that the thing that that is so powerful with that example is is literally that like she understands it and she sees it and she like firsthand sees like the passion and the energy and like um the just like the the chemistry between the team and what it is that we're building. And I think that that's why she is forgiving and she is saying like, yes, just, just focus on this. And, and we're, we're like, as a group, like we are all just 
um, really focused on building something that's valuable to the world. We're, we're all like going down in that basement every single day because we want to use business as a force for good. And we truly feel like this Jonesy is a platform that's going to be valuable for people in a number of different ways that I touched on, right? It's going to allow people to have access to some products that they otherwise might not be able to. And it's also going to be a way where like people can create that side hustle. People can become an entrepreneur. You can take all the products in your house and put it on this platform and rent it out and you can make money on the side doing it. Right. And we're like, and we also that like one step further, it's like, we really feel like collaborative consumption is going to be a bit, a big part of our future. And, and we feel like we're anticipating this and by building this technology now and preparing for what we believe we're anticipating to be the future of the way that we consume is just like, we feel like the timing's right and the team is great. And, and we, we really think we're, we're onto something. Yeah, totally. So this is, this like highlights the shift that you were talking or you kind of hinted at earlier where stone and cloth or yeah. a lot of give back brands, you right. start with the give yeah. and you find the thing you're passionate about and then you make up product, like just a product product that you say we can sell and we can give up some of our margin to write a check versus Jonesy is not a give back brand. We're not saying it's a give back brand, but we are saying that it has an impact in the world because it's useful to the people who participate in it. Like you said, as opposed to, I now own a backpack and I know that it gave back. It's I participate in this brand and buy that there's less, there's going to be less waste created because there's less products where you can save money, allow someone else to make money. I mean, and you guys are going to be a B Corp or is it? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, to, and to that point, you know, it's like, I I think that there are so many great brands like stone and cloth, like, you know, Tom's is always the example, the socially conscious companies. Um, you know, it's, they are, you know, the ones that, that have built themselves into what they are today, it's like, yes, they are leaving a positive impact in the world um, and they are doing great things to the world. And these eco-friendly you know, companies that are thinking about like the fabrics that they're using and, and where they're sourcing them and how they're made and the life cycle of those products, it's really important. But when it really comes down to it, like just consuming less and making less is I think like – it's not like, bu- like buying an eco-friendly jacket – from Patagonia is great and I will continue to do it for the rest of my life. But I think instead of getting, instead of getting a new Patagonia jacket, just not getting a new jacket at all is really the solution, right? And it's like, well, how many jackets are already created? How many jackets are already in the world that aren't being used? That serves that, that need. That serves, that serves that need, right? And how can we basically create a platform that connects all of these people and like basically create a more connected world where we are consuming collaboratively? And we are, you know, it's like, I love your shirt. I would love to borrow that shirt and I will rent it from you, you on Jonesy at some point. <laughs> you can borrow the shirt from you if you'd like. Yeah, the, um, I think one of the most interesting things that you've, or not, I won't use the word interesting. But I will say it's amazing and what what's going to create the success of the brand is you rallied a strong team. Totally. You're saying the team is the one that's making the magic, which is going to make this work. hundred percent. I'm listening to this podcast and yeah. I have an idea. Yeah. Like what did you do to rally that team? How can I rally that team the same way that you did and go get the people who can share the passion with me? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just figuring out like why you're doing something. Right. Because as soon as you know why you're doing something and, and you're talking about what you believe and you're talking about what you, you, you know, 
you believe will be the future and sort of like casting a vision, painting a picture um, and making it tangible in whatever way you can before you have a technology, I think is the most important thing. And if you can figure out and like really focus and it's really like you're marketing yourselves to other people, right? But not your customer. You're marketing yourselves to people that like are talented, that know how to do things better than you, that are smarter than you, that, you know, are going to be able to do things like in ways that you never thought of that are going to be so exponentially powerful and helpful for the business now and in the future. So I think the biggest thing is like when it comes to, and I talk to a lot of people that are like, well, how did you just, it's that first step, right? It's like, how do you get started? How do you get like someone else in the room with you? How do you get someone to commit to coming over to your house from like 6 PM till 10 PM, like Monday to Friday. And then like quitting like just like saying goodbye to their social life on the weekends and coming and coming to build some technology like how do you do that and i think the best place to get started is really just like is like taking your idea and breaking through what i think is really just like that fear barrier of going like yeah this idea might suck and people might like make fun of me for this idea and like no i haven't ironed out the details yet but like the sooner I always know, the sooner that I can just get it out there in the world, the same way that I just built that landing page on Squarespace that said like rent anything from anyone and posted it on Facebook and Instagram. Like it wasn't until I did that that I was more motivated to then also go find more people. And it wasn't until we did that that people were reaching out saying like this is a really interesting idea. Have you thought about this yet? And that's when we started building momentum. And that a lot of our ideas came from all these people that were giving us feedback. And then I think through that, you're ironing, ironing out all these details, and then also people feel like they're a part of the process, and they also have ownership in the business, and from there, it just continues to grow. Yeah. The fact that you, in the same day, put up a Squarespace page and started going after the idea, so much of people not, so much of people not starting what they're passionate about seems to be that, like the... Con- the concept that there's a high barrier to entry when there's really not. And right. I think Squarespace's advertising is all about that right now too. Is totally. It's so easy. Yeah. Right? All of this is like, we've like, I know other, I've heard other people use it like the democratization of blank. Right. One of them being like, like film and how cheap cameras are yeah. or whatever it is. Right. But this is website building, which used to be the most expensive thing. Right back in the nineties and time consuming yeah. too, right? Yeah. It's like you need to like find a developer and you need to make sure that developer has all these tools and can you know whatever. And it's like now it's like no, you can just like even with stone and cloth, were you always like, a, what can we do today to like to make that step towards this? Or were you like I, I yeah. always struggle with it's a three month plan, right? But what if we don't want to take three months to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's like I, I think like the, the the most important thing in terms of like making progress and taking an idea in your head and bringing it to life and continuing to make progress um, is just like always focusing on how you can make your ideas actionable and like really boiling it down to like because everyone, I think that everyone or a lot of people, a lot of creatives think big. And like, and then you're, you feel like you're just stuck because you're like, well, how do I get, it's like, you want to like build a, I don't know, um, a, a computer company that, that competes with Apple. It's like, well, how do you get started with that? Right. And then you just get hung up on the fact that Apple has like thousands of employees and they have all of these stores across. And then it's like, then you're just stuck and you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. When really you should just be thinking about like, well, why do you want to compete with Apple? Which like, I highly do not, I just do not recommend that. Yeah. You're just <laughs> saying what's in front of you. Maybe that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a really bad example, right? Yeah. But like, but you, so, you well, get like my point, right? right? Exactly. Like wallets, like whatever, whatever, whatever yeah. it might be. 
um, is like I think that just like working backwards and and like casting a big vision is really important. But like I think the the mantra is like think big, execute small, and that's what we're doing with Jonesy, right? It's like we are thinking big. Like we want to be a global platform. We think that this is going to be valuable for not just for people in Detroit, not for just people in Los Angeles, but every city across the United States, and then also globally as well. But in order to get there, we need to build a product that's really valuable, that people are really excited to use, and we need to like help make this shift from like us consuming and purchasing new goods all the time to making the shift that we should be you know, consuming collaboratively and, and consuming less so that we can essentially live more, right? So in order to do that for us, like the, uh, I guess the best example is Jonesy. It's not like a competitor to Apple. Yeah, right? another product like <laughs> yeah, we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So so for us, it's like we literally started with 22 zip codes and, and we're literally, we just launched in 22 zip codes in Metro Detroit and we're also on Ann Arbor's campus um, or U of M's campus in Ann Arbor. Um, and, and we knew that starting really, really small was going to allow us to get all the feedback that we needed from all these early users, um, and then iterate on the product and iterate on like, you know, the clunky features and, and iron everything out so that it's really, really valuable. And we're basically closing it off. So it's like, even if you are in LA or a different city right now, you essentially can sign up, but you can't list stuff, you can't rent stuff. Um, and we're essentially like asking people to unlock their city. So people in Los Angeles right now can sign up for Jonesy, but until we have like extreme organic growth in Los Angeles and we have 500 people that have signed up in the city, like you actually can't rent stuff from one another because we want to see like the growth happening. We want to see like people excited about it and we want to be able to, it's like you, you got to build the the supply before you like push the demand, right? So it's like really focusing on on building the marketplace and making sure that there are enough products on there is like a really big part of of what we're doing right now too. And if we tried to open that up to the entire nation, there's no way that we could we could do that um, successfully or properly. Yeah, I mean, and this is so smart. Like I freaked out about this when I saw it because I signed up. Yeah. You put in your name and your zip code. Yeah. And then it says there's X amount of people signed up in your zip code. Yeah. You need to get – it's like 200 more right. to unlock Jonesy in your area and then gives you the opportunity to send it to people. And so about like, hey, Jonesy only works if like your neighbors and friends are on it. Exactly. And it's so smart. I think it's called Zonesy on that page. Or yeah. It says yeah. like Zonesy yeah. on that page. Yeah. But that's so, so smart. Yeah. The idea and what you were saying like – building supply before you can build demand right yeah yeah so in you have it's launching it's open in detroit in certain areas right now so there are so and this is the thing about that that goes back to supply and demand right now we've we just launched a beta um so our big goal is is getting people to list products so that we can build that marketplace um and and we sort of have this phrase that we say it's like jonesy is like the telephone it's only valuable if your friends have it too right so right now we're not letting people rent stuff we're just having all of our early adopters and our early users list the stuff that they want to rent out to others, but you actually can't rent those products yet. Once we have like a nice prolific proliferation of products and like things that you and I can choose from, then we will launch. It's essentially like, you know, it's like if you're an e-commerce company, you, you don't launch the company until you have a collection done, right? Right now we're building the collection, but the way that we're building the collection is by asking people to list the products they already own. Yeah. Is right? there anything on there that you're like, yes, I'm going to rent that? Because you must be able to see all the products that people have talked about, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing and, and part of the reason why I was so excited to, to jump on this idea too was that like through through the years with Stone and Cloth, it's like, you know, we would have like really, really great seasons and then we would take all 
all that money and like invest it back into the business. And there were months where I was like, shoot, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent this month, you know? And there were like those tough times and those tough months that I was trying to get through. And sometimes when you are in tough times, it's like all you want to do is escape. And I always wanted to go camping, but I didn't have like a great tent, right? And it's like, I didn't want to go camping every weekend. I just wanted to go like when I was stressed out and I didn't have any money, right? So it was like, it was, it was this tricky situation. So like, that's the one example. And that's the one thing that I'm really excited about. It's like, when I was in a pinch, like I wish that Jonesy existed so that I could then just go rent a, a camper stove and a tent from people in my area and not need to spend 300 bucks on a new tent and a couple hundred camper bucks stove. on a camper stove and like all this other stuff. Yeah. I, I for me, golf clubs, dude, I need it because I was, so I was recently borrowing them for like two weeks or something like that. And I had to give them back. And then I reached out to all my friends. I was like, Hey, do you play golf? No one has golf clubs. And they're not even te- they're not terribly expensive, but I feel like now everything we've talked about is three hundred dollars for some reason. They're like right. three hundred bucks for like a set, yeah, like a, a decent set of golf clubs. Even then, they're probably terrible golf clubs. But for, sure. for the the amount I golf, I'm not buying them, or I just don't even have room. Especially like yeah. you live in a small like apartment, you you don't. I don't want to store. I go back to that kayak example. Like I don't want to store a kayak, exactly. but I want to use one. Yeah. Okay. So if I want to get involved, right? Like I'm listening to this. Yeah. I can go on. I can sign up. What can I do? Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're really right now. It's like um, you know, it's like this will only work if um, our community embraces it. Um, and it, again, going back to like you know, the, a telephone is not valuable unless your friends have it too. Uh, we really just want people to get on there. We want to hear their feedback. Uh, we want people that believe that the, the future is going to be about collaborative con- consumption to get on there and to really think critically about how we can make this a valuable platform. And we want those people to then reach out to us and say, "Hey, like this is cool. Have you thought about that?" We want feedback right now. We want ideas. Uh, we want to build this with the community. Um, so that's what we're looking for um, because we, we don't have all the answers right now, but we are laser-like focused on finding all the answers and building something that's going to be valuable for the world. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no doubt it's going to be amazing. But And you guys are building it out of Detroit. Out of Detroit. How many people are on the team right now? Eight people on the Eight team. Eight people on the team. Yeah. Are you guys leveraging, like every other brand, the Detroit story, or are you guys staying away from it? Yeah. Um, we are not trying to do what Chinola is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not trying to do what anyone else is doing. Uh, we're just trying to do what Jonesy needs to be. And we are in Detroit. We love Detroit. Uh, we want to be a big part of of the future and the story of Detroit. Um and uh, and I think that's maybe as far as it goes. Uh, we're not like talking about how like this is you know this is for Detroit, this is that, whatever. Yeah, it's, we just happen to be there. Yeah. Um, like but bringing we, the city back from the ashes. Yeah, like I feel right. like that's the story you hear. Totally. And I feel like Shinola has done a, a a good job at like walking that line. And I feel like so, sometimes they fall on a good side of it for me. Sometimes they fall on a bad side of it for me. Obviously, yeah. they're super successful. Right. Um, so I, I think that's really up for debate. But the idea of like that story where it's like, oh, I know X Games was trying to go to Detroit for a little while. And right. it's kind of that. It's like yeah. this revitalization. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, um, we all love Detroit. We do. And, and you know, it's like at the end of the day, would we love to create jobs in Detroit? And yes, absolutely, 100%. Um, I think that like focusing on Detroit as a story um, just sort of like isn't necessarily our primary objective at all. 
Um, maybe it'll become a part of our story just because we are there, um, but it's not something that we're going to be pushing. We're going to be pushing like collaborative consumption. We're going to be pushing that we truly think that like people are going to be sharing more um, uh, in the future, and 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 what we're building is going to be essentially like a problem that people have that they might not necessarily know they have yet. Uh, and once they are holding the technology and using the technology, it's going to be something that they're excited to use and are going to use regularly. I mean, best of luck. It's going to be, it's going to be sick. It's going to be amazing. Thanks, and so what are the, what are the handles? Like, where do we find you? Are yeah. you guys on social yet? Or is it just the web? Yeah. Where, where, uh, we, we, we haven't, you know, again, it, it just being like in, in beta, uh, in beta right now, we're not doing a lot of marketing. Um, but we do have social media channels. Uh, we're just not really promoting because really like the one-on-one feedback from people that sign up is, is much more valuable than just like pushing stuff out um, until we, we, we understand that like we have a great product and, and the technology is perfect. Uh, we really want to do everything properly. So if – sorry, that was really long-winded just no, yeah, like for a social media question. <laughs> uh, yes, we're on <laughs> Yes, we're on Facebook. Uh, yes, we're on Instagram. Um, I think you just searched Jonesy, J-O-N-E-Z-I-E. Um, but I think like, uh, most importantly, go to jonesy.com and sign up and, uh, um, you know, please be a part of our community. We appreciate the time. There's of course. one last closing question just sure. about you. So you get the chance, like whenever I talk to you, I feel like you do such a great job at going and picking people's brains yeah. like you, and, and learning from that and growing and having these ideas. Yeah. So let's say you get a chance to have a dinner with anyone yeah and we and, and we said living or dead we'll give you that option okay so you can you can get like ben franklin or something <laughs> if right. you want. yeah um who who is it who um, do you want to hang out with for a dinner uh there are so many people that i would want to hang out with for a dinner um you'd be my first choice mike i know you're not famous yeah but yet but but we could go get burgers in we Detroit, get, yes we should the next time you're in detroit yeah. we'll go to hunter house or red coat tavern and yeah. and we'll get other sliders or a burger um, I would say, um, I would say, so who is the person and what would I ask them? You know, I mean, it could just be that you're totally interested. Yeah. Yeah. I or think you- I would be very interested in having dinner with, uh, the Dalai Lama. That's a good answer. Yeah. Why you pick just like. Um, I, I would, I there's think there's wisdom there. It's not even ideas. It's like wisdom. And it's, and it's yeah. like energy and it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like so many things that like, we probably don't even know to, how to describe. Um, but I think I would just, yeah. Like, what would I ask? I would ask him very open-ended questions. Yeah. Uh, I try to get him talking as much as possible Yeah. and would probably ask him, what can I be doing and what can we be doing to be more connected to one another? Well, thanks very much. Of course. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the impact issue up on shapeshiftreport.co. Right now, also, you can find us on any social network at shapeshiftreport.co.